Good afternoon, fellow Patriots. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting live from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State. Brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries. In the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story and the news behind the news, where it's not about right or left, it's about right and wrong. It's about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ. About not ending in prayer, but moving to action. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Father, deliver us from the evil one. Welcome to Patriot Radio. Good afternoon, fellow Patriots. This is Matt Shea. And the gospel of the kingdom is coming to eastern Washington. It will be the summer of harvest this coming year. I am so excited about this. If you are interested in joining us, we are going to do evangelism all over the inland northwest. And you can help join our team. Message us. If you have that resonating in your heart right now, you have a tug in your heart right now, we're going to be joining Chris Overstreet and Pastor Evan Cocroft, who's here at On Fire Ministries as well. We're going to be taking teams all over and watching the fire of God fall in eastern Washington, north Idaho, and beyond. Because it is the summer of harvest, Luke 10, verse 1 and 2 talks about the fact that we are supposed to be praying for God to send more harvesters into the harvest. That's what we're going to pray right now. Father, we ask right now that you would send harvesters into the harvest field, efficient harvesters. And God, we thank you. You made us people that know the signs of the times and what to do about it. In Jesus' mighty name, take a moment right now, share the show. And follow us on Rumble and Telegram for real breaking intelligence reports and some analysis coming in as these things happen. We're going to get into a lot today, but I do want to uh, highlight something. They're, they know how powerful Rumble is. That's why they're starting to target Rumble. And we're going to talk about a video, and we're going to talk also about Joe Biden and what he wants to do to Rumble. So, look, these free speech platforms are working that's why they're coming against them so share as much as you can this show even if you don't like it share at least the show and get the message out there right now our increase has gone up dramatically and uh, we have a very exciting announcement here in the very near future that we're going to share with you but not yet so we're going to leave you hanging there a little bit all right that brings us now to the good versus evil segment today I want to share a, a quick preface story. When I was in the legislature, I tried multiple times to take a tour of the University of Washington, but a specific place in the University of Washington, and it's a freezer that contains baby body parts. Now, I've known about this for years. Many people have known about this for years. There's been a couple of newspaper articles out there about this, but it was so interesting to me. It seemed like we could never make the schedules work for me to get there to visit that place, that it was always something coming up and too busy. Well, finally, it looks like Planned Parenthood has now admitted what we have long known, and that is that they do, in fact, 
not just harvest baby body parts, but they harvest them with still beating hearts. The Center for Medical Progress released horrific new video footage, and we are not going to show that footage here, showing a Planned Parenthood partner admitting that baby body parts were harvested from aborted babies who still had beating hearts. The video also exposes the testimonies of several top Planned Parenthood officials in a human tissue procurement company during a 2019 sworn legal deposition. Wow. Without any equivocation, that is evil. But on the flip side, here is something good. Even God's creation is groaning for the sons and daughters of the living God to realize who they are. And it's so interesting. And there, there's multiple stories like this out there where an, where an animal has saved a human being. And this one, very interestingly, coming to us also from LifeSide News, a dog saves an abandoned newborn baby, protecting her like one of her puppies. Dogs are awesome. Can I get an amen in the studio? Dogs are awesome. Amen. Amen. We, we love dogs here at Patriot Red. Do we have a picture of our favorite Chewini? I hope we do. Dogs. Dogs are awesome. And they know what life is and that life is worth protecting. Now, that brings us to the Bible teaching today. And I, I did it in a little bit reverse order and you'll see why here in a second. There is a very clear teaching on what we're supposed to do as human beings in this time if we have given our lives to Jesus Christ. We need to understand not only who God is and the kingdom of heaven, but we also need to understand who we are. Matthew 13, verse 44, gets into this. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again, and from joy over it, he goes and sells everything that he has, and he buys that field. What does that mean? It means this that we are supposed to sell everything. We're supposed to give everything, yield everything in our lives, our thought life, our emotions, our will, our identity. We're supposed to offer our bodies up as a living sacrifice. We're supposed to yield all of our relationships to God. We're supposed to yield our finances to God, yield our dreams to God. Because when we find the kingdom of heaven, it is worth that much. It should cost us everything. And watch this. The next verse, verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. I want to say something here really quick. This verse has been interpreted to mean that the pearl is Jesus. That is not what this says. It says the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. In other words, Jesus also is going out and looking for a fine pearl. Well, who's that fine pearl? You and me. And it says, upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold everything that he had and he bought it. So important to understand this in this time. God is requiring of us everything for the kingdom of heaven because he paid the price first of everything to buy us. Ladies and gentlemen, today, accept how God sees you 
you are a pearl of great price. And God did not buy a pearl that had a chunk out of it, that was marred, was all dirty. He purchased a pearl that is perfectly spotless, clean, and beautiful. And that's how he sees you as a finished work in heaven. He does not see you as you are in progress. He already sees you as you are in heaven. Some of you needed to hear that today. We are not worms dragging around in the mud. We are a pearl of great price that Jesus Christ paid everything for, suffered everything for, but also that the Father paid everything for. He didn't even withhold his only son. That brings us next to your daily intelligence briefing. And today we have several things that are of huge note. I want you to pay attention. Bookmark this episode just like you bookmarked the one right before New Year's. Coming to us from Interesting Engineering. Yeah, that's where it's coming to us. We're going to talk a little bit more about this later in the show. Carl Teichrib, Mark Sutherland coming on to talk about the uh, social programming that is going on in our world today to recognize it and also what to do about it. But it's interesting that in the globalist segment today, Mark Zuckerberg has a football field-sized facility with a doomsday bunker. Because, of course, Mark Zuckerberg knows something, and he's running for the kills. He didn't, Hills, he didn't have a, a doomsday bunker in 2012 or 2014 or 2018 or 2020. No, he has a doomsday bunker now. What do these guys know that we don't? Fascinating stuff right now going on. And this extensive, luxurious facility for a billionaire is no surprise, but the secrecy around the project raises many questions. Well, where is this? Hmm. Hawaii? Well, that's fascinating. Why all of a sudden the weirdness in Hawaii? Do they know something that we don't? And that brings us next to Technocracy News, the great taking the largest criminal heist in the history of the world. When people wake up one day and realize that they have lost their wealth and their personal possessions for their, and their future has been stolen, it will result in mass hysteria and chaotic violence. In fact, that, that's the idea, like this stealth taking is part of this whole techno, uh, technocratic move and implementation of transhumanism and all this, this stuff is the devaluing of human life essentially to make people slaves. And one of the best exposés of this covert, well-hidden attempt to rob all of humanity is accurately entitled, quote, The Great Taking, 2023, and was written by David Webb. Um, here is what this book is about. I want you to just hear this. It's about taking all of the collateral in the world. In other words, this is communism. I've talked about this on the show before that communism is an economic system and it is an economic system that presupposes government owning and controlling everything and, and to make every single person indebted 
so they can never get out of it. Now, I want to I want to highlight this because this happened in the Old West. People came across the prairie. They set up camps. There were some mining camps there where you could only buy at the mining company's store. You could only sell at the approved mining company tent. And essentially what happened is the mining company would loan people money, but they could never pay it off. So they had to work and continue to work at the mine into perpetuity. The idea behind what these people are doing is to make slaves of everyone. So if somebody wants you to be in debt, what do you do? You get out of debt. If somebody wants you to go along with their digital currency system, you don't go along with their digital currency system. You put in place a sound money system. Not just gold and silver, by the way. There's, there's actually a whole bunch more that can be done with the technology today for sound money. But my point here is not to talk about sound money today. My point here is to tell you this is their great plan is to take everything from everyone. And they know that Christians who understand where real wealth comes from, Christians who understand that everyone should be free, that kids should not be trafficked, that children should grow up in a loving family, they want to come against this. They want to destroy the family. They want to destroy morality, religion, truth. They want to destroy private property rights. They want to destroy nations' borders. Oh, well, where did all that come from? Go read about it in chapter two of the Communist Manifesto. And that brings us next to the China front. Coming to us from Ann Magazine. Are the Taliban about to buy a North Korean nuclear weapon? Uh, and the answer to that question is China has been trying to, and the communists have been trying to destabilize the Middle East to use it as a buffer against the West uh, since at least the 1960s. That's when the plan and drop of Brezhnev came up with this idea. But China's also involved in this too. General Mihai Pachipa in his uh, great book, Disinformation, talked about the fact that by 1969, 4,000 Soviet agents had been infiltrated into Islamic organizations in the Middle East. Yasser Arafat, KGB agent, Mahmoud Abbas, um, Ayman al-Zawahiri, trained at KGB camps. I mean, all of this stuff came from, people learned how to hijack airplanes at Balashika outside of Moscow. So, understanding this, I want to read this last part. Every jihadist group, Sam Faddis does a fantastic job here. I love it. Every jihadist group worth its salt has set up shop in Afghanistan under the protection of the Taliban. Al-Qaeda is so tied into the Taliban that many of its senior officials are holding formal positions in the Taliban government. Pakistani Taliban are waging war on Islamabad. That's the capital of Pakistan. And they've literally, they're saying that it will become a part of the Taliban's sphere of influence. And the threat there is so great, the Pakistanis are begging Washington for help. Against this backdrop, the idea that the Taliban are asking the North Koreans to arm them is not only plausible, I'm, these are my words now, it is perfectly reasonable. So, are the Taliban about to buy a North Korean nuclear weapon? It's entirely possible. And history has shown that the communists want to use organizations in the Middle East to destabilize and be a buffer against the West. 
That brings us next to Indo-Pak news coming out of South Korea. South Korea to resume artillery drills near the inter-Korean border as buffer zones are no longer effective. This is a huge flashpoint, trading artillery shells across the border. You're talking one or two stray shells, and you could have the start of a war there. Um, this is, again, something to, to really keep our eyes on because I believe that North Korea is the proxy that the globalists believe should be used as the trigger, the tripwire to start World War III. So that's why we're paying attention to this. And it's not just there, but also we're seeing an increase in balloon overflights over Taiwan. Yes, the same kind of balloons that came over America. And also we're seeing flashpoints in the Philippine uh, region. And the second Thomas Shoal is, is set to be resupplied here very soon. And that looks like a flashpoint as well. So we're going to keep our eyes on this. But boy, 2024 is already off with a bang. Coming to us also from open source intelligence, per the South China Morning Post, Chinese scientists have found that kinetic energy weapons are capable of taking out advanced U.S. tanks with a single shot. Scientists experimented with a 44-pound sphere launched at four times the speed of sound, found the projectile was able to fracture critical components of a tank, including its bolts and other components, and the scientific team wrote that under high-speed kinetic projectile impact, certain typical locations in the armor well, responded catastrophically. Th that part's my words. Here's, here's the issue. China knows that eventually if we're in a war, they has to face U.S. armor, and U.S. armor is, is the best. I know some people are going to argue about the Merkava. I don't want to get into that right now. The best in the world. And they have to find a cheap way. Now, listen to me right now. A cheap way to fight back in electromagnetic weapons and also... Bullets are coming back into vogue as a way to fight modern warfare. Electromagnetic weapons have actually been around for a very long time. And essentially the idea is taking a piece of tungsten steel or, or some other hard metal and firing it at massive speeds. So in this case, four times the speed of sound or even faster. And when it hits, it can't help but have a catastrophic impact on what it hits. It's cheaper to do this. And also, this is why we're going to see development of laser weapons. It is cheaper to fire lasers than it is to fire these very expensive guided missiles against ships, against incoming missiles, and now we're hearing against tanks. So we're going to see this happen. Also, you're going to see an increase in the production of bullets to uh, be used as anti-drone weapons because some of these fancy anti-drone weapons, the drone can still get really close to you and they're only effective at close range. So bullets, lasers, and electromagnetic weapons, these are things that are going to be developed here in the near term for what looks like is a war shaping up in the Pacific. That brings us next to Tyler Rogaway. Well, who's Tyler Rogaway? Well, Aviation Intel, but he had a very interesting, if we could bring that up right now about the water-filled missiles, he had a very interesting um, article about water-filled missiles, silo problems, are what's behind China purging. It's We've got the wrong uh, graphic up there. If we could bring up the, the graphic about Tyler Rogaway, that would be awesome. 
about why China purged all these senior-level leaders. Well, the reason they purge their senior-level leaders is because these missile silos are effectively inoperative. You heard me correctly. So, and again, guys and gals out there, please listen to me on this because I hear all of these analysts out there and nobody's talking about this. Communist armies are inherently flawed because of corruption. So water-filled missile silos, silos whose top doesn't open up or whose inner workings are so badly rusted that a missile very likely would, would catastrophically fail in the silo. These are not new things. When you analyze the Afghanistan war, it was very clear, and I did that. This was what I did for the better part of my adult life. One-third of Russian armor was down for maintenance at any given time. One-third of Russian soldiers were down for, well, venereal disease at any given time because they bring prostitutes at the back of their army. That's how the Russians operate. So when you when people are telling me, oh, the Russian logistics, there is no Russian logistics. At least there hasn't been any real uh, increase in Russian logistics and Russian parts. So when you have... Their equipment, the, the fatal flaw here is when you have corruption in a communist regime, they're selling the parts on the black market to make more money for themselves and their families. And nobody seems to really be talking about this stuff. And yet the Russians weren't even using pallets to load stuff, which is a modern logistics requirement. They weren't even using pallets to load stuff until very recently. So... We need to look at logistics here, and this is a very key insight into the weaknesses of China. Not that we shouldn't take China seriously, but this is a very key insight. And the fact that they had to purge a whole ton of their leadership, particularly in the missile force, shows that China is not as strong as certain people say. I'm not saying it's weak either, but it's not as strong as people say. And that brings us next to the Middle East front. Coming to us from OSINT Defender, Israeli officials have now claimed responsibility for the strike on southern Lebanon yesterday, which resulted in the assassination of a top Hezbollah commander of their special forces. Now, uh, another regional commander was also killed in that strike, according to uh, follow-up reports. This very likely was the first shot in a war between Israel, a direct war, a full war between Israel and Hezbollah. Now, I suspect over the next uh, few weeks, Israel is just going to continue to target and pick off their leaders up there. And as these border skirmishes happen uh, in northern Israel, that Hezbollah will be faced with a choice to have this come into a regional war or to just keep taking these hits. Now, several intelligence reports have said that Iran is trying to avoid a war with Israel at all costs, and yet they already are in a war with Israel through their proxies. So how do we reconcile that? Iran doesn't want a direct conflict. They want to continue to use their proxies like Hezbollah. So I expect that Israel is going to continue to pick off key Hezbollah leadership, and at some point Hezbollah is going to try to do something big inside of Israel in the coming weeks. That brings us next to OSINT Defender. U.S. defense officials and members of the Biden administration have reportedly begun to understand in recent weeks that negotiations have almost totally failed 
And that a major regional war in the Middle East may soon be imminent with several battle plans and contingencies being drawn up if this does occur. Now, I find it interesting that this is coming out right when we've been talking that that's where this is headed because there already is a regional war happening. It's just happening in spots. But the definition of regional war, where you have regional actors attacking the United States, attacking shipping, attacking our allies, well, that is already happening. So expect this to expand here in the next 90 days. And we're going to keep our eyes on that as well. Coming to us from Visegrad 24, the Israeli army announces it has taken control of northern Gaza after killing 8,000 terrorists from Hamas and other terrorist groups, and they have focused their fighting in the south. This is probably why there has been a shift to the north and that northern region. Um, according to a treaty, Hezbollah was supposed to advance north of the Latani River. That has never happened. The UN has not enforced that. And so expect to hear those words come in the next few weeks that Israel is going to push Hezbollah back if Hezbollah will not move. And that brings us to the Russian front. Coming to us from Visegrad 24, Polish truck drivers are joining the German farmers protest. This video shows them crossing into Germany. Now, if you haven't seen this German farmers protest, it is incredible. You have thousands of trucks involved, and it's all in regards to taxes. Here, here's what I'm saying. There is a war against farmers by the globalists in Europe. At the same time, the Russians understand this and have been fomenting certain pieces of unrest inside of Europe. Now, that's not the farmers, okay? So the globalists are, are put between a rock and a hard place. They're going to have to make a choice between their environmental agenda and having some kind of public face that they actually want to keep Russia out of Europe. And they also have to have their excuse for World War III. So expect the conflict in Ukraine and Russia to continue, but also expect these kind of things to take the environmental agenda off the table in the near future. They're going to use it to the extent they can for control mechanisms. But the more protests like this we have in Europe and the United States, the more likely that this color revolution that's happening in Europe and the United States is defeated. The way you defeat a color revolution, millions of voices all standing up at one time. And that's what we're seeing on the ground in Europe right now. That brings us now to the national front and coming to us from World Net Daily. Get ready to rumble. Biden targets popular free speech video platform. President Joe Biden's Security and Exchange Commission is investigating. Oh, so we're not going to investigate Hunter, you know, investigating Video platform rumble for undisclosed reasons. Ah, yes. The agency confirmed to Wired on Monday. The SEC's acknowledgement of the investigation of Wired comes after an April report by investment research firm Culper Research alleging that rumble boosts measurements of its monthly active users by 66% to 108%, which the company vehemently denies. Well, this is interesting. Rumble's making money. That's what they're <laughs> afraid of, and its influence is dramatically expanding. 
So expect this kind of thing and a crackdown on free speech to continue as we approach the election in 2024. Coming to us from the Western Journal, history repeating. Now, I want you to hear this. History rhymes. doesn't necessarily repeat. I believe it rhymes. Back in 1980, Carter was president. A debacle in Iran where we tried to rescue hostages. There was Russia on the march. Things looked pretty bleak. Gas lines. In other words, you had gas stations and people were lined up around the block. You had inflation out of control. You had high uh, mortgage rates. Everything was headed in the wrong direction. And then in 1980, a little spark of hope happened. The United States hockey team, who was given no chance to win an Olympic gold medal, had a miracle on ice. That's what it was called, win over the Soviet Union. And... This is interesting. Team USA defeated hockey powerhouse Sweden 6-2 to two to take the top prize in 2024. And what did those kids do? They didn't kneel on the ice, disrespect every veteran who fought for this country. They didn't kneel on the ice, disrespect all those who've died for this country. No, those American hockey players wrapped their arms around each other, and sang the national anthem together after winning the gold at the World Juniors. Could this be a sign? Could this be the spark of hope? Yeah, and more. God is on the move right now, and we are seeing so many revivals. We're seeing so many people waking up right now. I think the spark's already been lit, but I think this... This is one of those things that pours gasoline on the fire of a great awakening. That brings us to Epoch Times. January 6th defendant, Ray Epps, sentenced to 12 months probation. Hmm. Couldn't have seen that coming. 12 months probation. The guy who's on camera instigating. Wow. And... Wow. Well, that just brings up a whole bunch of questions, but I think that's coming out here very soon. Guys, listen up. All of, all of you Patriot Radio listeners, you've been listening for a decade plus. You know that there would come a time, there would come a time when evil would be exposed. I believe that time is now. Just In fact, today, Dutch Sheets had a give them 15 about the rats in government that would be exposed. If you haven't ever listened to give them 15, check it out today. Fantastic. In fact, I think we'll, um, if we could post that up on the site right now, that give them 15 about the rats, that's fantastic. But I think everybody's kind of sensing this. There's this great exposing of evil. I say it's not the Epstein list is like this little tiny, water, you know, water drip in a great pond. But it's a start, and there's going to be an exposing, and we're going to be, some people are going to be surprised, but we're going to be, I think, a little shocked 
at the depth of evil that's going to be exposed this year. So what do we do when evil's exposed? Well, we continue to shine the light in. That's what God says. We be the light on the lampstand. So let's continue to do that. And that brings us next to the Epoch Times. The Pentagon finally reveals the reason for Defense Secretary's surgery. So if you haven't heard this story, Defense Secretary's in the hospital. It, apparently the president didn't know. Now, you got to understand, he's one of the guys that has to authorize the launch of nuclear weapons. This guy's missing? This is absolute dereliction of duty. Incredible. Now, Defense Secretary Austin underwent surgery in December 2023 for, well, wait a minute. It was put out initially, it was elective surgery, but no, no, no. It was for prostate cancer. And doctors from Walter Reed National Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland, identified the cancer through laboratory tests in early December. It says Mr. Austin was released the following day. And this is after experiencing complications, including severe abdominal pain. Mr. Austin returned to the hospital on January 1st. And they diagnosed, uh, diagnosed a urinary tract infection and transferred him to the intensive care unit for close monitoring. Additional evaluation re uh, revealed fluid had collected in his abdomen, which affected his small intestines and resulted in a backup of intestinal content. Okay, we're, we should pray for Defense Secretary Austin. In fact, we pray healing over him right now in Jesus' mighty name. And we, though, on top of that, need to ask for accountability here. I don't know, there's this weird thing in the atmosphere out there right now about accountability. It's so weird. It needs to be held accountable for being missing, not present for several days. People don't know where he is, and yet this is a guy that has the power to be one of the people to launch nuclear weapons. My goodness. This is crazy town, folks. This is not natural or normal in any way, shape, or form. So I think we need to continue to demand answers. And as evil is exposed here, let's keep shining the light and sharing it in every possible way we can. And some people have been asking me, and I'm going to end the show or end the, the segment with this. Some people have been asking me about, you know, hey, Signal looks like is running out of funding. And that they're, it's going to go away, what other platform should we use for secure communications and to get the message out in these times about what's really happening? And I would submit to you that WIRE, W-I-R-E, it's, it's, a, it's a black W on a, a white background. WIRE is where we should go next. And that brings us to the local front very quickly. So I don't forget this. Dr. Ziga's conference is coming up here on January 18th. It's the Holy Spirit Comforter Conference. Um, what I love about it this year is it's there's going to be a morning session and an evening session. There's not going to be afternoon sessions. So if you're interested in this, we're going to post that up online. Check it out. If you've never been to a Dr. Ziga conference, there are fantastic speakers coming. Um, it's a great place to receive and, and just spend some time in the presence of the Lord and, and make sure you're calibrated in alignment with God here for this coming year. Um, Andre Shapovala is going to be there from Flame of Fire Ministries. Misha Fomenko is going to be there. 
Um, and yours truly will be speaking as well as Dr. Ziga. So please come down and join us January 18th through the 20th at the Convention Center here in Spokane for the Holy Spirit Comforter Conference. And that brings us to our guest today. And that briefing, man, there is so much happening in the world. Thank you guys for your patience. Mark Sutherland and Carl Tycrib, great friends of Patriot Radio. Mark is a filmmaker and the host of the Sutherland Report. And Carl is an expert in neo-paganism and the author of Game of Gods, The Temple of Man, and The Age of Reenchantment. Both of them contributed to a book called Solutions. I love this. Solutions for our end times. Plans for blessing as we reach the end of the age. Welcome, gentlemen. It's great to have you on Patriot Radio again. How are you doing? I'm uh, very well, man. Lovely Thank to you see you. Lovely to join you. Fantastic. Yeah. Happy well, New Year. Happy New Year. Happy I mean, New it is <laughs> boom out of the gate, right? <laughs> wow. Mm. All right. I want to get your reaction to this. So. Recently, there was this trailer that came out in America. There's a lot of buzz about it. But it seems like there's some social conditioning going on. We're, like we're being conditioned for something to happen. And that includes civil war here in the United States. Go ahead and roll the clip. Leave the World Behind recently came out. It originally premiered November 22nd, 2023, but then streamed on Netflix on December 8th, 2023. It's a movie that's based off of a novel under the same name, but where things get strange is it was produced by a production company, Higher Ground Productions, which is ran by Barack and Michelle Obama. When looking at Leave the World Behind, the main theme of the movie is a cyber attack that takes place that shuts down the power grid and brings an end of the world scenario on the earth and obama was involved i love this too higher ground in other words are you saying high place productions <laughs> is, that, is that what you're really saying so quick reaction on this and we're going to play one more clip here in a second mark you go first well there's also another film coming out uh like america civil war i think that's uh coming out next April as well. Well, personally, because we're so wired in regard to the fact that we just look and go, this is programming, I do see that as total and utter programming. And yes, they all seem to be indicating there's something going on. Maybe they're starting to discover that subject called, cat uh, how do I say it? Um, cataclysmic, e.g. it's called the weather. And sometimes things dramatically go on. I could be wrong. Interesting. Do you guys have the clip for the Civil War movie as well? Go ahead, roll that. 19 states have seceded. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The three-term president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything on. I guess I'm aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great- Texas and California. I, I would like to see United that States come together. Military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? 
We're moving to D.C. today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. What if? Every time I survived a war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. Wow. So... They are literally telegraphing they're going to do airstrikes against American civilians. Carl Teichrib, this is very interesting. I mean, the, aside from the unreality of Texas and California being an alliance, but maybe, it'll, I don't know, maybe it'll happen. What say you on this? Well, you know, you're right. I mean, the reality of California and Texas coming together, uh, that, that is a joke that's laughable. No, um, you know, powerful. It instill images, it instills thoughts, it instills ideas. And I'm really curious, I mean, I don't know if there's either of the movies about or how to put a bet on and look at the money on it. It's personal. Maybe a narrative at the end uh, that how the Travis, the audio is absolutely Hey, Carl, we're, we're getting maybe every fifth word right now. The audio is absolutely uh, atrocious. So, yeah, let's let's work on that just a second. So I'm going to shift back over to you, Mark. Um, the idea that the United States government could do airstrikes against U.S. civilians was unthinkable, you know, 20 years ago. Now the fact that they try to put that out there is almost like, well, a fait accompli. Um, and, and the idea, too, that that we kind of have to accept a massive cyber outage and we have to accept this future. Well, as Christians, we should never accept that. Well, it's really interesting because one of the uh, ministers over here in the UK before Christmas warning people to say there could be electricity cut shortages, make sure you've got a torch nearby and all this kind of thing. Um, but in regard to that film, again, more and more, it's programming. It reminded me of your television series that was done around about 1987. I think I've made a comment, written comment about this called America with a K, yeah. where America had fallen to Russia without it showing uh, a particular battle. And if we bear that in mind, and also this other program, all right carl it looks like we lost mark now you go ahead and respond continue that thought um you know america with a k was programming a long time ago that we would that we would lose to russia which i found interesting too because the timing 1987 was just before the wall fell uh what do you think about i mean did you think that they really will try to pull something here in the next year or two? Well, I, you know, I, if anything, it, it at least is, is good. And, and this is where I like to see the end of, of both of these movies, because I, I would have the sense that there's going to be a salvation for America that's going to come out in the movies, uh, and it's going to be geared towards, for example, I don't think Texas is going to come out as the winner in this Civil War movie or California the West, because there has been this this tension between Washington D.C. and the Western states for a long, long time, and so I, I find it interesting how they're how they're pitting that. Um, you know, 
movies are powerful. They have a, a powerful uh, ability of instilling ideas, thoughts, and, uh, and, and acting as almost a, a type of cultural setup. So where this goes is going to be really interesting to see and, and what this next year will look like. Um, will, you know, could something of this happen in America? Well, unfortunately, the war where you lost the most men was your civil war. That's right. And um, sometimes, we tend, sometimes we tend to forget that. So, and I want to I want to talk a little bit about this too because you see the continued breakdown of morale. I mean, this is following Yuri Bezmenov's four stages of subversion. You have the the demoralization phase. We've we've obviously moved into the destabilization phase, and they're waiting for the the crisis chaos phase to unfold here. And I see as we come into this this year that it seems like unreality is really becoming the norm and, and removing people, detaching them from reality, uh, putting them in virtual reality, video games. But also, it's interesting, the the, the rise of robotics is, is kind of making this like a foregone conclusion. And so, Travis, if we could roll that clip as well. So this is the owner of a restaurant. But a robot version. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like we're, we're, we're going to be accepting that we, we don't really need jobs anymore. They're going to give us a universal basic income, Mark. We can sit and just play video games all day, live in a, a virtual world that is that is safe and that is satanic, let's be honest. Go ahead. Um, basically, and as human beings, we need to make things. We need to be creative. If we're suddenly finding ourselves in this virtual world, um, Carl knows more about that world in one sense than I do from a research point of view. I just feel that um, we are really losing who we are. We need to problem solve, etc. And it doesn't do our mental health any good at all. In fact, they just want to damage it as much as, as much as they can. So the freedom of expression, the freedom to create, which I believe is at the center of us as, as, uh, as, as humans, that they just want to crush they just want to crush that and as you have you've said countlessly on your shows you know we are made in god's image and this is what it's all about it's about destroying that image which means we destroy god so the other thing i think here too carl is that they're you know robbing us of the essence of humanity i mean that's really what's behind transgenderism is what's behind transhumanism they're obviously trying to get us used to altering body parts and doing all this kind of thing so that we can get used to transhumanism so how i see this rooted in paganism because if you go back to the early temples they were cutting off body parts back then when I mean, you had eunuchs and you had temple prostitutes and all these things happening it's it's nothing new under the sun but what can people actually do to stand up against this? Because a lot of people still think this is fanciful. Oh, it'll never happen. It's just people being creative and expressing themselves. Uh, I think we have to remind our, our friends in 
ultimately the value of being human, the, the importance of the individual as a distinct human experience. Um, one thing that's happening right now, uh, right now the world is gearing up for the World Economic Forum and the Hex Week. And one of the main themes is on the issue of artificial intelligence and having the artific having artificial intelligence drive the future of economic and social and even, let's, let's be honest, it'll drive politics as well. But it takes away from that sense of humanity. It takes away from that, of, the, of the value of the human being. And, and transhumanism, of course, is this ideal of, of becoming more than human. You are transgressing your humanity. You're entering a new phase, a new era. I was one of the early Christian researchers on transhumanism already a number of years ago. And, and so there's this, there's this utopian drive or desire that where do we go after we're human? What's the next phase? What well, is to become divine-like? It is to become superhuman. So mm -hmm. it takes on right. that that Romans one quality, where we end up worshiping what is created rather than the creation, or probably the creator. That's right. And, and in this respect, now we look to create we create ourselves in our own image, and, and that becomes the problem. Mark, what, what's your comment on this as well? And I, I've got I just have a breaking news thing coming too that's really kind of along these lines. Very interesting, and I'll read that here in a second. But what's your comment on this? Made in God's image, and our individuality is so is so important. And the problem is, is any ism, whether that's communism, Stalinism, and as you referred to, Bezhenov, the bottom line is, is this whole collective. It's it's putting everyone in a big herding group in which they can then they deem as they can control but any anything creative as i say anything that says this is who i am the individualism and of course individualism is at the center of american culture traditionally i say that traditionally because it's the thing that people have wanted to batter up in Canada, for argument's sake, the people that went out there and then overcome that land in an incredible way and survive in, in the cold, they, they have really, you know, that's taken individual ruggedism to do that. But we have, cre we have reached this point where you're absolutely right. And I have a, I don't say he's my king, but he sits on the throne in the UK. He has turned it. He worships, he worships the creation instead of the creator and that is the big juxtaposition spin and as carl has said a number of times this goes back to uh, it's all paganism it's total and utter paganism that is the that is the root of it you know it's interesting if you look back through history that there have been multiple times where war and trauma has actually been used to change the psyche of a person, to get them to accept the reality they wouldn't have accepted, you know, five months ago. So I want to read this right now. Coming into uh, into us from OSINT uh, Intelligence, Sweden's civil defense minister and their commander-in-chief, Michael Biden, interesting last name, no relation, I'm sure, are, are warning civilians to consider the implications of a possible war involving the country. But listen to this. It says... On the individual level, 
You have to prepare yourself mentally. This is a very serious situation, and clarity needs to be unmistakable. It is moving from words and understanding to action. Now they're copying Patriot Radio's mantra, which is kind of interesting, but it looks like they're preparing us for a world war. Well, you've had you've had uh, you've had COVID. You then go into Ukraine, uh, Russia. So suddenly, whatever people think of that, but suddenly we've got the. I've had my COVID shots. Now I'm supporting Ukraine. Then in the Ukraine, Russia, pushing that narrative, and then now, now we have uh, the fact that we could have total shutdown in the world because we're going to have to turn the electricity off, and we just want you to freeze. Something is going going on. Um, definitely, definitely. If we, he's saying that, then why are all these um, billionaires like Zuckerberg and stuff like that building huge bases for themselves on Hawaii or an island <laughs> down in Hawaii? Why is that? Why is this going on now? The Bible. I don't know where it is in the Book of Revelations, but there is a verse that says. Like the these people may hide, but the rocks will fall on on top of them. Yep, you know they won't be able to escape. Cataclysm, Earth cycles. We had Krakatoa in I think just over sixteen hundred, just beyond them, maybe sixteen ten. Suddenly there was a very odd thing that happened in Jamaica where water disappeared. Then there was a big tsunami and all the rest. So yeah. These cycles, these cycles go. These cycles go on. But how dare people tell us what food we should grow, cut down, stop uh, cows farting, and all this kind of thing? Because the amount of methane, this is ridiculous. They go on about the science. They wouldn't know science whether it's smacked them round the head. It's all about control, Matt. That is all what it's about. It is, Carl. Go ahead. Got about a minute left. Yeah, certainly. The thing that uh, comes to my mind is what we're talking about here is social and cultural trauma. And so if you bombard a people long enough with that traumatic message, COVID was a perfect example, or climate change, or ad infinium, whatever the next thing be, uh, it does change people's psyches, it changes people's ideas, it changes people's sense of their hope comes from, or their despair. And we witnessed that for three years. And so that, there's a model there. There's absolutely a model of cultural, social trauma. And then you can begin to shape a people in a certain direction. And we have witnessed that. Personally, we have absolutely witnessed that. And so watch it as this year unfolds. What will be the new narratives? What will be the new messaging? What will be the new traumas? How, as we as Christians, can we bring hope into the conversation as we see our friends, family, and neighbors struggling under the weight of whatever the next fearful thing may be? It is absolutely the truth. Wherever we possibly can, we are going to bring Jesus Christ in as the solution. Mm. Mark, 15 seconds. Any final thoughts? Well, that's it. That our priority is to spread the gospel, and our priority in spreading the gospel is to use whatever means we can to do that. Carl Tykrib, Mark Sutherland, thank you so much for joining me on Patriot Radio again. Once 
Once in a while, we need this refreshing voice. We'd love to have you on here, and we'll have you on regularly. So God bless you guys, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks, Matt. Happy Thanks, Year. Travis. Happy Keep up the fight. All right. We're going to end very quickly. I don't know if we have time to play this video, but Travis, can you roll the clip of Mark Zuckerberg really fast? What is the world's seventh richest man doing with the money he owns? Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Meta, has started to prepare for the doomsday. Yes, the Facebook founder is creating a compound which also features a doomsday bunker. Okay, I, I, I look at his face and he's always got this smirk like he knows something we don't. Here's the thing. We know something he doesn't. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's hold on to that into 2024. As we come into one of the toughest years in history, we are standing on the rock. Jesus Christ. And we are victorious. This is Matt Shea. Thank you once again for joining me on Patriot Radio. May God bless all of you. He is making this generation the greatest one. And the awakening is here. Keep up the fight.